listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Welcome in to Windy City Slam. My name is Chris Lanuti. Mike Pankow joining me as always, although this time around, he's joining us mobile because he's got domestic issues. What, what's the deal here, Mike? Your wife scheduled a delivery during the middle of your podcast? Doesn't she know how important this is? What are we getting What are we getting delivered today? Do you? Do, can you tell us what it is? Uh, it's a, uh, a workbench and some stuff uh, for another one of her side uh, businesses that she has. Uh, ah, so her business, furniture. Her business yep. is directly in the way of your business today. This is a great storyline. It's like it's like we yeah. have our own heat and our own storyline during this half-hour episode <laughs> of Windy City Slam. And uh, Bryce Benjamin will be joining us shortly here, a.k.a. Jesus Bryce, on the line. And we'll, we'll get into talking about him in a moment. But I got to tell you, mm-hmm. man. Peacock Network launches and all it is is basically The Office. And I go, well, I don't care about The Office. I've seen it a million times. Well, there's Office Extras. And I'm like, do I really care about Office Extras? Oh, and by the way, we have WWE Network and Vince McMahon makes himself a billion dollars today giving the network to NBC. That is insane. Crazy, yeah, huge news. You uh, beat me to the punch with that, obviously. Yeah, Peacock uh, giving Vince a billion dollars to carry the WWE Network. So the standalone network in the U.S. goes away in about a month and a half or so. All of the features that you have currently with the network, including all the monthly pay-per-views, including WrestleMania, that'll still be included with the network. No extra upcharges which was at once rumored to be the case where people would have to pay 40 or $50 for a certain pay-per-views again. Thank God for that, because uh, I don't think that'd be a good business model for them at this point after uh, seven years of the network now. You want to know what's cool but, about it? You want to know what's cool about it, what I was reading? Is that yeah. the the network, think about it this way. When they do a pay-per-view, it's live, right? And he already yes. throws in like commercials during the pay-per-view, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the, the silly commercials. If you don't mind going back and watching old stuff or checking out a TV show and letting NBC throw a commercial at the beginning and end of it, it's only four bucks now. Like you don't need to pay nine ninety nine anymore for it because there's a commercial. There's a you could. It's just like Hulu. Like I have Hulu at the cheaper thing because I don't really care about the commercial at the beginning and the commercial at the end. It's not the end of the world to me. You know. I mean, saving five bucks a month or 60 bucks a year on a thing, getting it for half price is fine with me. You can actually get WWE Network cheaper and you know that during the pay-per-views, they're not going to cut away from live programming any more than they already are. So you you basically are getting it for half the price and Vince doesn't care because he got a billion dollars, a billion uh dollars. Fox is paying a big money. NBC Universal is paying a big money between the USA deal and now the Peacock deal. The guy's rich. I mean, there's no reason why, uh, you know, he can't pay for certain guys. And then uh, obviously we'll get into a couple of things in a few minutes. Uh, this weekend as well, the Royal Rumble. So, yeah, um, yeah. 
A lot of fun stuff. Trevor Outlaw going to be joining us next week to go over the Royal Rumble. And like I said, we're going to have Bryce Benjamin on the show. And we get to sit around and wait and see whether or not uh, your wife's office supplies show up over at the house during the show. <laughs> like this is, I mean, I'm I'm just super pumped for the possibility of the doorbell rings and Mike just swears right on the air. Like that's what I'm waiting uh, for. That could happen. It could happen yeah. at any point. There won't, won't be a PG anymore. <laughs> Do you want to get into anything before we get to our guest? Yeah, maybe three three minutes before we get to Bryce real quick. Royal Rumble week, weekend is ahead. We've got some big matches, including Drew McIntyre defending against Goldberg for the WWE Championship. Yes, Goldberg's back again. Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Kevin Owens now. Not Adam Pierce, as it was originally booked. Pierce uh, feigned an injury and said all you know cards subject to change. So Kevin Owens back in the picture again. I like it because... Reigns and Owens put on a couple of great matches previously, and I think they could even top that at the Rumble. Any chance that Kevin Owens wins? Because the WWE has done this before where it's like, ah, that guy's just a fill-in, and you expect the ending, and then you get the shock at the pay-per-view. Possibly. I mean, he has been Universal Champion. He had a nice run with the title a few years ago, too. Um, Probably about six, seven months with that title before Goldberg beat him, of course. Uh, Certainly in the possibility, and then they put it back on Roman at WrestleMania, maybe. But I think Roman's run. I think Roman's run right now is so good that they're not touching him. I think he's holding that title all the way, at least to WrestleMania, if not beyond. Roman could just win it on a Monday Night Raw. I mean, what the heck? Vince doesn't care anymore. He has a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we have the men's rumble, obviously. So there are some things that could happen there. Do we have Edge come back again? Do we have Brock Lesnar show up? Do we have any other surprises? It's wide open, in my opinion. I mean, they've been kind of teasing Daniel Bryan a little bit as a possible winner, even though he's been on a losing streak on TV lately. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. And the women's rumble is the one I'm excited for because there's all sorts of possibilities. Do we see a Ronda Rousey return? And I think Bailey is a really good possibility to win it. She's been on fire last year and a half. Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, who started last year's, uh, not Rhea Ripley, uh, Shayna Baszler started last year's Rumble, but Rhea Ripley could win the Rumble in her official main roster debut. I like Bianca Belair, too. I think she's terrific. And here's my prediction for the Women's Rumble. I think one thing that will happen this Sunday at the Rumble, you heard it here first, I think you see Tessa Blanchard debut in the Women's Royal Rumble. Really? Interesting. Big one right there. Well, that's been something that people have been waiting to see whether or not she's going to end up in one of the big ones uh, very soon. And that would that would be a very interesting ad for WWE. And then uh, big news from last week, and we will get into this more with Bryce in just a couple of minutes. Elena Black, Chicago's own Elena Black, she signed with NXT. Last week it was announced. She gets rechristened as Cora Jade, and she actually made her debut on 205 Live in the Women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. So big thumbs up. Congratulations to Elena Black, now a.k.a. Uh, AKA Cora Jade. And that's somebody I've watched the last couple of years, only two years in the business, and she's now in the big time. So congratulations, Elena Black. Very cool. Local shows this weekend, a couple of kind of local shows, but they're kind of, you know, if you want to take a drive to Woodstock, you have Premier Pro Wrestling Saturday night for their TV taping. Very small audience for that. And ICW in Milwaukee Saturday night as well will, will present its insane rumble. 
it's going to come back. I, I really believe it's amazing when you look at the last week, just the last week alone, the amount of restrictions being peeled away. It's crazy to see how quickly things are changing. And I really do think that we are going to have by mid to late spring, you're going to start seeing a lot more local shows and it's going to be an awful lot of fun. Let's get our guest on the line. I see Bryce Benjamin is inside of the room. Jesus Bryce, as he is called, I'm going to have to get an explanation on that. I, I, anytime I got a guy who uses two different names, I'm going to definitely need one of those. But go ahead and click the call in button and we will get him on. And he is up next right here on Windy City Slam. since we started about a year ago. He's a longtime local Chicago area wrestler. He's a trainer. He's a man of many characters. Ladies and gentlemen, Bryce Benjamin, AKA Jesus Bryce. There we go. Hello, hello, huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. Huzzah. (laughs) All right, so so first off, Bryce, I I gotta be honest with you. I know of Bryce Benjamin, but Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, as in tune with the Jesus Bryce uh, thing right now. So yeah, why don't you fill me in in case I'm like some of the other people that might have lost track of how it went from Bryce Benjamin to Jesus Bryce. Uh, Jesus Bryce is pretty much, um, it's a follow-up to Bryce Benjamin. Like the people who got to see the ride happen, they went along the journey. And basically it evolved from just being cocky and arrogant to uh, becoming the king of Gali at the time when I was champion there. And that evolved into becoming a, a self-proclaimed god. And that's when I became Jesus Bryce. You know, if I, if I, tried, if I tried to pull off uh, putting Jesus in my name, my mother would rip my head off. Did you get any blowback from like family or people that you knew? And it was like, wait, you're a what? Like you're calling yourself what? Well, it, it wasn't so much from my family. It was just so much from even my uh, my friends and like students and uh, even the company. I was trying to get it to allow me to do it. It was like, you want to be called what now? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you do know a lot of our audience is like predominantly Christian people. And I'm just like, yes, that's why we need to do it. The only reason I asked that too is because like, um, like I have, I have had conversations before with a former major league pitcher that I don't know if you remember, he used to pitch for the White Sox, but he's from the area that I, I live right now. And his name's Don Paul. And his nickname in Major League Baseball was the Pope Don Paul after Pope John Paul. And he goes, yeah. and that was a name that was given to him. He didn't say start calling me that. And he would get letters from people that were so upset with him. Like he had purposely done it. So like when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, he's got stories about this. Yeah. Uh, well, see, the name even came along. It was a uh, kind of a joke. Most things I do in wrestling kind of just happened by uh, chance. Um, it was an underground show. I was still just Bryce Benjamin, one sexy mofo. And I think I made a joke backstage and one of the guys machine just goes, Jesus, Bryce, like out of like shock of what I said. <laughs> and from there, I was just like, wow, I'm like, that has a good ring to it. I'm going to use that someday. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and that's, that's awesome. how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome that you, you and you change up characters depending on uh, promotion you're looking for, too, which I mm-hmm. think is awesome. And you're Bryce yeah. Benjamin, the street thug who teams up with Acid Jazz. 
Yeah, one sexy mofo in Zello Pro. And yep. then obviously there's the Dark Jesus Price with the following, where mm -hmm. you work with people like War Bear, Pariah, and we'll bring her up since she's big in the news this week, Elena Black. Elena Black. Congratulations yes. are in order. Yeah, uh, super proud of her right now. Like, uh, I always knew that she would get there one day, not because of anything like, oh, I can just see her, but literally she told me she was going there since day one. She always told me that was her goal. That's where she was going. So I, I knew she'd get there because she came in with that attitude. You know, I find that interesting, too, because we've had guys on even recently. We've had a few guests on and we keep asking, like, well, what's the end goal? And a lot of mm -hmm. them will sit there and say, well, you know, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I mean, if that happens, great. But otherwise, I'm happy with it. And you yeah. don't get a lot of people go, yeah, that's my goal. That's all I want. And that's all I'm working for is to get to the yep. to get to that thing. And uh, is that is that the norm? Is the norm that most people don't want to say that because they don't want to set themselves up like, well, he, he he didn't get what he wanted or she didn't get what they wanted. But she was like, this is all I'm trying to do and I'm going to get there. Uh, I believe that it's kind of the norm now to kind of just be like, well, I'm just happy to be wrestling. Like, I know when I got in, it was more of a I was excited just for the sake of, hey, I'm wrestling, like, period. So the idea of going to WWE was kind of a pipe dream, but it was always there. But a lot of people come in now and are just happy with the wrestling. But there, I do have a lot of students where their whole goal is like, I want to be a WWE superstar or AEW, wherever it may be. They want to be, they want their career to be wrestling. So I have a lot of students with that drive. And I think a lot of them can't get there if they just push through and determination. Like I didn't do any of this for her. Like she put in all the work herself. So I don't want anybody thinking that she's got connections though. Like, no, she went out there. She made the connection. She networked. She talked to people. She got her name out there and I'm so proud of her. Yeah. She's, she's 20 years old. She started 20, yeah. wrestling just before her 18th birthday. And just a little over two years, she's done all this. She's mm -hmm. even gone to GCW and did death matches. I'm like, kind of crazy for someone <laughs> like her to be doing death matches, but I guess it worked out for her because that she was made the connections. That yep. was one of her things. Death matches. That was also on her list of I want to be WWE. She was always I want to do death matches. Like that was a thing. I was like I didn't get it. I was like why you're so young, you're so little, and she was just like I don't care. I'm doing it, and she did it. And I never told her not to. Never tried to discourage it. It was a thing where I was just like if that's what you want, go for it, and she did. Yeah. Now uh, on Elena, obviously you're a trainer too for the Freelance Wrestling Academy. Let me just segue into this. Um, is, is who do you think locally? Like, see, it's someone either you've worked with or you've been training could be the next to get that opportunity to a WWE, NXT, AEW, or even like an Impact. Ah, oh, oh, it's, it's like it's so hard to say. Um, because at the time, I would have to say that uh, Pat Monix was definitely on the road. I was like, he's going to get somewhere. Wow. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, due to his uh, thing, I think, I think it was due to concussions. I'm not really sure. We mm -hmm. didn't really talk about it. I just know he needed time away, and he got it. He's, he's taking it. So if he comes back, I, I could see him be up there. Um, but there's guys like, uh, I think guys like Davey Bang and uh, even um, – Dean Jacob, Jacob Dean or Dean Jacobs. One, I gotta get these names down. I'm so terrible at names. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's Jacob Dean. You know what? Listen, listen. You can't complain. You have 27 different names. Okay, exactly. So, I have a bunch of names to keep up with. My students have names. Uh, but no, there's a, there's a few guys where if they stay focused and they work hard, they absolutely will get there. And I will do everything I can to try to help them get there. But I never like to say right off the bat that yeah, I think someone's gonna get there because it, there's no promises here. Like I've been doing this almost 20 years now. I've been going 19 years. I've been doing this and 
You know what I mean? So it's like, there's no promises. I know that it's all, it's going to happen as it happens, but I'm proud of everybody, everybody that comes to and trains and makes it through the classes. And we're, we're all proud of them there. You know, since you're, since you're training people, I guess I'm curious the most as to what is it like when a new person shows up? Like, what, what do you tell somebody when they first show up and say, this is what I want to do? Because what you set for them expectation wise, but then not only for where they could actually go, but how much work they're going to have to put in and what you expect from them. You probably now have a way to explain it to everybody. So you're consistent. Like you've, you've kind of figured out, this is what I have to tell every new wrestler when they walk in the door. Uh, the main thing, anybody new comes in again, I did the same thing right away. You come in and you're like, so when do I get to have a match? Like what, what, what's it going to take for me to get to that level? And, oh, I got all these ideas for my gimmick and character and like all those things. Like none of the gimmicks I've played were any of the gimmicks I had in mind for myself when I first started wrestling from the very beginning. Um, so that was my first reality check of like, okay, it's not always going to be just what I want. Sometimes you got to just do what you're told. Um, so I, t- I just try to tell them to just mainly focus on learning. Like don't, and I know you have ideas. I know you're excited. I know you want to get out there and have matches, but let's just focus on the learning. If you do that, the more time you dedicate to that, the quicker it'll go and the quicker you'll get to all those things. So with me, it's all about just learn. Like that's my main thing is no matter what your ideas are, try to fight back on them and just learn. Now, when did you start getting into training other wrestlers? I mean, there are so many people I've talked to who just laud you and respect you. We even had Jimmy Blaze on the show a couple months ago, and he brought up your name in terms of training the women of the area so well uh-huh. and gave him oh, a lot I of props, a lot of respect. So, yeah, when, when did you get into training? Uh, so I'm bad with time. I don't know if that's due from injuries or whatnot, but um, I think it was around 10 years ago. Okay. And I think I ran. Uh, actually, no. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I do know exactly. It was 14 years ago now because okay. it was. Uh, at the time, my child's mother was pregnant with him when I met my first round of students. Like she was actually pregnant. So 14 years ago is when I got into it. And I kind of just fell into it. Wow. I was. It was. I was asked to. Um, to help. Like Tony Scarpone was originally training. Uh, our mm-hmm. first round of students. He said, "I just need help. There's a lot of kids," and that's how it happened for me. That's when I found out, like, oh, I really have a passion for it. I actually enjoyed teaching people. And I kind of threw myself into that. Uh, let's back up just a couple steps to one of the questions from early in the show. I was mentioning how you had all these different characters for different promotions. Uh, how important is it to kind of change things up in different places uh, to kind of keep your character fresh? And also, do you have a favorite incarnation of yourself? Um, I think it's very important to keep, try to keep things fresh. That's why when I did the initial gimmick changes, I was, I didn't want to do it where I was like, well, this is who I'm becoming now officially. My thought was always, I'm going to find a way to do this character plus the other one. So I found a way to make it work. And that's why I was just like, I'll just kind of go with the, I guess we'll go with the multiple personalities angles without kind of saying that, but I just kind of, that's how I did. I transitioned to each character and I made sure that everybody realized that I was the same person, but there was something going on that made me different, that made me act different, that, you know, whatever it may be whether it was a God complex or whether it was me just bringing out my inner thug, I made sure everybody knew that, oh, okay, Bryce Benjamin is basically crazy and these are his other guys. And that was how I found my way to do them all without having to give up either one of them. Mm-hmm. So that was just my little um, inside thing on that. Um, very, yeah, very so cool. I have a, a favorite incarnation. I would have to say Jesus Christ. Like that's <laughs> hands down the funnest one. It's the funnest to say. I always like seeing people's reaction when I say the name. They're like, wait, what? Um, 
<laughs> but with, I think that was the most that was the most me if I if that makes any sense at all. He's your he's your cactus jack basically. Because yeah. I always say like whenever I hear Mike talk about a guy that has like a bunch of different characters, I always go back to well Mick Foley. Mick Foley had like multiple things that he played and he was able to pull it off and I always think to myself, well, you know, on one hand Having a bunch of different characters, you might actually like never make a name for yourself because it's like, well, what is mm-hmm. this guy? But on the other hand, look at look at how it became like why people loved him because there were so many different things that he did. So it's actually if you can pull it off and do it well, it's it's better than what most can do out there. And I, I try my best to make sure that they are all distinctively different. Like I try to make sure they look the same, walk. I mean, I mean look different, walk different, talk different. I, even as far as like the moves I do in the ring, I try to. It's hard. I try to fight to not do certain things. I'm like, ah, this character really, really do that. So it becomes a lot to deal with. But once I let go and have fun with it, then it's, it becomes easy. Where I'm just kind of, I'm in the moment then. But um, yeah, I, I love the idea of, like I said, like the Mick Foley thing, where I'm like, people got joy out of seeing all three characters in one night. When you do a Royal Rumble, everybody's like, oh, I hope all three come out. We all know it's the same guy, but you're looking forward to seeing those three different characters. <laughs> I've personally seen you work for Bourbon Championship Wrestling, Freelance Underground, Frontline Pro, and Warrior Wrestling, and Zello Pro all live. Now, is there a desire for you to branch out further or shoot for larger national promotion? Uh, I'll never say no. I guess the answer will always be yes, but now it becomes a matter of I've always had a problem with getting in my own way. So now I'm just trying to force myself, especially now after the we have the long quarantine and then like the, the lockdown restriction, I got a lot of time to just be in my own head and make decisions on whether I need to just get out of my own way or continue what I'm doing. I'm very happy doing what I'm doing, but, and do I, do I need to now push to try to go further? Yeah. I'm wrestling with that myself. I guess I don't have a real answer for you because I'm, at the moment, I don't know. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, who, who are some of your favorite opponents over the years? Ooh, oh man, it's been so many. Uh, that's a tough one. I love working all of my students, so I guess they don't count because I trained them, so it's not fair. That's got to be fun because of the fact that you, you're you not only uh, working with them and kind of evaluating are they doing a good job, and you're, you're probably teaching in the ring while you're doing it, but then right, you're also yeah. excited by when they do something good. You're like, yeah, not only did they do that right, and I'm proud of them, but I, I showed them how to do that. Like What I was teaching them is paying off, and that's the best seat in the house is actually probably being in the ring with them to see – do they actually get it? Not all the time, but almost after every single one of those matches where it's like, especially if it's like their first match or their first like important match to them, we get to the back. If it went well, I'm usually crying as I'm trying to talk to them. I'm getting choked up. I'm proud of them. And I'll say I'm out there and I got to share that moment with them. And I got to be a part of uh, a feeling that I had myself. I knew what it was like to go out there very fresh, very new and have a good time and let alone work with my trainer. Like I didn't get that satisfaction until years later where I got to work with my trainer. We got a brand new character crying Bryce. Okay. (laughs) Write it down, write it down, (laughs) trademark it and uh, add it to the repertoire. But see, now you got to cry all the time and that could get very hard to cry in a command. (laughs) (laughs) Could be like uh, six during that uh, four horsemen uh, parody in uh, in the uh, WCW years ago. Where he had the water come out of his eyes. He's imitating Ric Flair. Yeah. About his little retirement speech. Yeah, I remember yes, that. Yes. Yeah. And um, let's see here. Let me go through my notes. Yes, I wanted to touch upon this. And I actually 
Last week, in preparation for the show, I went ahead and sampled one of these episodes. So basically, you recently started a podcast with Mr. Kate, and it's called Agree to, Agree to Disagree. Now, yeah. how did that come about? Uh, well, she started training with me, and then we said we uh, well, we connected through our feud at um, at Kaiju Attack Wrestling. Yeah, like that's where me and her kind of not met. We had met before, but that's where we kind of started working together, and we became really close friends. Like, we're, we're, we get along like smashingly. I said smashingly. I'm so old, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so we always had conversations. We always talked and a lot of our conversations would end up ending with us being like, you know what? Let's just agree to disagree or we'll just, you know, or we agree on something. And then it got to a point where we're just like, why don't we record these conversations? Like this, I think this is interesting stuff. I'm like, everybody's making podcasts. I was like, why don't we do a podcast? That's, that's not about wrestling. Yeah. Like because we're wrestlers, I'm like, let's make one that about wrestling. So basically it's us just whenever we can, we get together and essentially have conversations and people just get to hear that. And I'm glad that people do like it because I was like, no one's going to listen to this crap. But I don't care. I want to do it anyway. Yeah. Well, I just think it's funny that Miss has been on our show like multiple times and now she starts her own podcast. Okay. I mean, <laughs> so you guys may have sparked it up. Now it's like, well, yeah, I, 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 I can do what those two jokers do. I'm going <laughs> to just start my own podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. Um, agree to disagree pod. Um, Mr. Kate Bryce Benjamin. Very, very cool. Um, what are some of your feelings on the current climate of wrestling on the national scene? And do you have any thoughts about this weekend's Royal Rumble event? Uh, I am so far disconnected from my mainstream wrestling. Not that I don't like it. I, I tune in every now and then, but uh, the longer I've been in wrestling, the more I've kind of lost that bit of fandom only because I, I, I can't watch it the same now. Like I can't watch it with all the the wonder and like oh I wonder what's gonna happen I'm looking at it completely different every match I watch I'm analyzing and that gets annoying for myself right plus the fact that you have to watch like 47 hours of wrestling every week just to keep up with all the storylines because right yeah there, there's so yeah. much it used to be what like you'd have like you'd have two hours like on Monday and then SmackDown wasn't even around when I first started watching wrestling and it was so easy to just kind of keep track of what mm-hmm. the storylines were and now it's like what what is going on you miss a week you're gone forever. Yeah, like there's wrestling on TV like every day now, just about. And like it's so hard to keep up with. And there's so many like, even my students like, oh man, did you see this match with XYZ person? I was like, I, I don't know who it is. I don't see it. I don't know who these people are. I don't watch wrestling. Not that I say I don't like, it. I love it. But it's just it's so much now. And there's no way for me to keep up with all the people in the storyline. But say I'm aware of things. Like, I love the storyline going on with Roman Reigns. Like I'm I'm glad they finally turned him heel and like the whole head of the household, head of the table thing. I love that whole angle. So I'm all about that. But I'm, I'm very disconnected. Like, I have no idea what's happening for Rumble. Why don't you go ahead and promote your social media and where fans can find you. And also, any upcoming shows in the next few months that you may have. Uh, okay, I'm the worst at all of this. So I'm really bad at social media. But I believe all my social medias are uh, either just Jesus Price, like on Facebook. Or you can find me at, at Jesus Price Walks on Instagram and Twitter, I believe. And mm-hmm. we have our podcast, which is uh, Agree, to, Agree to Disagree podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. It's on a few of those. Uh, I also have another Losing Friends podcast on SoundCloud. That's an older one for anybody who wants to dig into my conspiratorial mind. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out real quick because I looked you up. So on Twitter, at least, and if they're all the same, you're at Jesus Bryce Walks. So that's what you're using right now. Sweet. See, I don't know any of these things. This is why I'll never get signed because I have no idea how to navigate the world. <laughs> you got anything coming up? Are you going to be at anything? Oh, uh, I have uh, February 13th. I'm making my first 
uh, I guess, in-ring debut back from since everything shut down. It'll be for Berwyn Championship. Not at Berwyn, I'm sorry. Bruce City Wrestling out in uh, Waukesha. Waukesha, I think yeah, that's right. I believe, yeah. I believe it was okay. Waukesha, suburb of Milwaukee. Yeah, for Frankie yeah. DeFalco. Yes, Frankie DeFalco, yeah. So mm-hmm. that'll be my first match back uh, since all of this. And yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm super nervous. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be able to breathe or like all these things. Like, Got a lot of uh, in-ring cardio to get back. So which character are you going to be for this show? Or do you I, want to leave I, that as a surprise? <laughs> uh, it's already been announced. I am going to be Jesus Christ. So that is going to be new for me is bringing Jesus Christ to a whole new place that he's never been. Uh, and also now for me to knock off all the ring rust and character rust. So this will be an interesting thing. I'm not promising gold, but I'll do my best. Do we see any of the members of the following? Uh, not on this show, but hopefully down the line, that is something I'm always trying to do is, especially as I'm getting older, I'm always like, I need a group, I need tag teams. So <laughs> I'm all about being surrounded by my followers and by my partners. Uh, we could go on and on because you have so many stories. And I, I could talk forever. I mean, we can always, I can come back and we can do, you guys just ask me questions about random things and I'll give you all I got. I think we should just have, we should have him and Missa on at the exact same time. Like, here's the thing. We want to, I want to do that. I want to do that. Yes. You guys want to have us argue on your podcast? Oh yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. So Missa's never seen it either because by the time that we had around the first time, the pandemic had hit, but the broadcast basement is the, the network that we are on and we sit at a nine foot L shaped Oak bar in a basement oh, that's awesome. and we put all the mics up on there and it's just a big conversation with like, you know, a couple of drinks in front of you. And as things open up again, it would be great to just have like the four of us sit down and talk for a while and make that a show. And we could do a crossover event. You know what the heck? I'm down. I like that idea. Yeah. That'd be so uh, a city slam and agree to disagree team up. That would be awesome. Yeah. Right. A tag <laughs> team match. I don't want Mike <laughs> yeah, on my side. Though. I want to change partners. Okay. Because I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Mike's in shape for uh, ring action, so I might, we might have to mix, that's that's up. We mix it up to see how it works out, see if works best. <laughs> I could probably take a bump better than you can, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> probably. All right, Bryce Benjamin, I appreciate you jumping on the show. We really appreciate it. Good luck to Jesus Bryce uh, up in Milwaukee and uh, and all the different gimmicks. I, I love it, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm so looking forward to this. We got to do this team up podcast. This has to happen. Yes, definitely. Yeah. We'll work on that next couple months or so. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. All right. Windy City Slam is back next week. If you yeah. missed any portion of this show live, make sure you check it out online everywhere podcasts can be found and always at WindyCitySlam.com. Bye bye, everybody. Say that.